Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, we are now into the afternoon edition here on 610. Um, we have the morning, of course, the first hour, and the afternoon, the last two hours. Kenny, we had at least one or two people that I remember from earlier in the week uh, that we will be playing taps for today at the end of the uh, show. Do you have any update for us on that? Uh, did we have names for this week? I thought we had one, but I don't think maybe we not. did. I don't think oh, we did. Oh, well, okay. Um, there let we me go. check my notes here real quickly, and uh, I don't recall any names, Brad. Well, then this is no, one of those weeks where we're getting a rare uh, a rare reprieve from that. But yeah. we'll still do taps nonetheless, just because that's what we do on Friday. Yeah. Say, I don't know if you saw this news story, Kenny. I thought it was rather interesting. Ted Cruz... Um, you know he's a hardcore he's a hardcore uh, Republican and he usually uh, marches the party line pretty good, but uh, there's been some updates and some new things happening to the newly elected senator out of uh, Pennsylvania, John Fetterman. You know earlier in the week we found out that John Fetterman had been in the hospital. Uh, he thought he had had a stroke or some had some repercussion to some to a medical condition he'd had earlier during the election. But it turns out that uh, uh, after he got out, after they checked him out for that and he got out, everything was fine. He's had some issues. And it turns out his issues are clinical depression. And he checked himself into Walter Reed National Medical, uh, Military Medical Center uh, Thursday uh, with with full-blown uh clinical depression. Now, you would think that that would start some Republicans taking cheap shots about, uh, you know, what, uh, are you feeling bad about the who you elected now or whatever, but that's not what Cruz did. Cruz, uh, in a in a feeling of gesture, evidently came out and said, look, my wife and I, my, my wife Heidi and I are taking them in our prayers uh, because you know what? Mental illness is real. And uh, evidently, we did not know this, or at least I didn't know it. Maybe some other people knew it. But evidently, John Fetterman has had a fairly long run of off-and-on bouts of clinical depression. Uh, While John has experienced depression off-and-on throughout his life, it only became severe in recent weeks, um, according to a press release. The statement continued after examining John. The doctors at Walter Reed told us that John is getting the care he needs and will soon be back to himself. Fetterman's wife, Giselle, uh, also took to Twitter Thursday saying she was so proud of her husband. Uh, After what he's been through in the past year, there's probably no one who wanted to talk about his own health less than John. And uh, so I'm so proud of him for asking for help and getting the care he needs. She wrote in a post uh, sharing uh, sharing the chief of staff's uh, statement. Um, but yeah, he's uh, you know he's now uh, at Walter Reed receiving uh, uh, full time care for mental depression, and evidently it's become very serious. Maybe the the whole experience of being a senator is uh, just put too much stress on him. I, who knows? Anyway, um, several lawmakers and others found rare sense of unity 
online and expressing support uh, for Fetterman. Uh, Senator Patty Murphy of Washington said Fetterman was showing his strength in seeking help. Uh, and, of course, our our ever-present uh, Amy Klobuchar tweeted, John Fetterman has always been 100% true to himself, and he has always been a fighter. Um, but there are other representatives and even Republicans, as I said, uh, Ted Cruz, that has come out and shown uh, support and wished him well and uh, said they're giving prayers to him. So, Anyway, we're going to see how that works out. But in the meantime, he's uh, he's not representing uh, the people of Pennsylvania and in the Senate currently until he gets himself back in that seat. Uh, we have our friend Tom from up in Port Wing on the line. Tom, good afternoon to you. Well, good afternoon to you, Brad. Uh, I have a joke for you, you know, with this week of Valentine's Day passing. Oh, and thank you. then I would uh, like to say something about climate change. But I'll give you the joke okay. real quick, because right. I know this is the kind of joke that he appreciates. And this is uh, right after the newlyweds come home, and they have their first argument. And he says to her, how could God make you so beautiful and so stupid? And she replies, uh -oh. God uh -oh. made me so beautiful, so you would marry me. And he made me so stupid, so I would marry you. <laughs> Zingo! Yeah, no, I, I know yeah. a lot of women like that joke. Those um, women are <laughs> they're tough. Well, here's, okay, so uh, the reason I, I, so I called is because you uh, and Kenny were talking about you know the industry that makes these gasoline-powered vehicles. Where where are yeah. they on this? And, and I'll tell you where I believe they are. They're the same place that uh, the petroleum industry is on this, or the electric uh, industry is on this. They will capitulate. I have never been so disappointed. You know, years ago, uh, the petroleum industry used to defend uh, the use of fossil fuels or petroleum, and they did it reasonably and rationally. And, and so did the electric uh, uh, producers. You know, they would, they would come out, they would actually publish material that refuted some of this nonsense. Not anymore. No. Nobody does, because nobody wants to fight anymore. And I can, I can give you lots of good ammunition against climate change. I mean, they're just common sense things. You know, like the, the, the tilt of the earth which brings us winter every year, it is not exactly the same throughout an extended period of time. Sometimes we actually start tipping back farther, and in the northern hemisphere, you know, we pay for it with much colder winters. Uh, you know, there's, there's just so many things. Historically, we know not all the exact temperatures, but we know how the planet has gone through cycles of heating and cooling. It's as if none of the information no longer exists. You know, it, it really is a head-scratcher to me how some of this stuff is really easy to refute. But the industries, the people who used to make the case, you know, uh, against climate change or just simply we, we can, we're living with this stuff. You know, the planet lives with it. Uh, you know, I'll give you another, for instance. wasn't too long ago, and I ran into a guy right after the big blowout in the Gulf of Mexico. 
And oh, oh yeah. my gosh, this is the end of the world. The Gulf of Mexico will forever have nothing but oil on the top of it. Well, then we found out that there's bacteria because it naturally seeps into the Gulf of Mexico, and that bacteria eats the oil. Well, lo and behold, they had a population explosion of this bacteria, and that's why today you can go to the Gulf of Mexico, and surely there are some, there is some oil in some of the sand layers, but it is not the end of the world. No, but not Nobody at all. wants to make those cases anymore. It's as if once they say it, everybody just capitulates. So I can pretty much guarantee you the uh, industries that make gasoline-powered vehicles and weed whackers, they will simply skulk off to the uh, corner of the room and not say a darn thing. And the only thing we can hope for, Brad, is like with our cars and our airplanes, the leftists who promote everything about climate change and you're an awful person if you fly a plane or drive a car, they continue to fly in a plane and drive a car, and we all just kind of seem to go along our merry way without ever raising a voice of opposition to them. Well, well, Tom, my my concern, my concern here with all of this is that it just seems like we're rushing into the changes before we're ready for them. For example, I have an Associated Press story this morning. Dearborn, Michigan, Ford Motor Company has suspended production and halted shipments of the F-150 Lightning electric pickup after a battery fire caught during a pre-delivery quality check. Production at Ford's Rogue Electric Vehicle Center in Dearborn, Michigan, has been stopped until at least the end of next week while they try to figure out what it was in that caused this battery fire. You know, just think about if they had just let that go and flooded the market with these F-150 uh, electric pickups, and all of a sudden they all started having uh, system fires like that. Uh, again, they're putting these things out before they really have tested them enough to know what's going on. Yeah, we have an old thing that it goes like this. That's called putting the cart before the horse. There and, you, you go. Know, just like why? Why would you not have these electric fueling stations right at the gas stations that we have now, so we could easily transition from uh, gas to electric? You know. But we're not even there. There's there's so few of them. And then to say it's going to happen, like, you know, in 10 years, like, no, it's not. Because it's going to take a lot longer than that. Just to, yes. you know, there's no thinking anything through anymore. It's just like nobody wants to think hard enough to uh, raise a voice of opposition to uh, uh, the whole climate change idea. Uh, you know, because you're going to be banished, you're going to be made a fool. Your industry is going to be uh, pilloried by every one of these nuts who will still want their yards cut and uh, their, oh, yeah. their lawns trimmed, <laughs> but they will make a fool out of themselves by declaring that this stuff is bringing the world to an end, like Kenny was referencing. What power in a lawnmower you have? Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank God some of these companies have started to develop some, even battery systems uh, that you can use for lawnmowers. But you're right. Listen, I got to get one more call in before the break here. We have Digital Dave on the phone. A Digital, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Brad, Kenny. Yes. And everyone. Uh, boy, I want to talk about a couple quick things here. I'll, I'll try to rush through it as, as quick as I can. But uh, okay. thank God for Tom's call. 
because can you hear me okay yeah yeah very good okay okay good good um you know tom's call sets this up so that's how the holy spirit works the primary thing that people have to do in this life is seek the face of god die to self pray receive the the dunamis power of the holy spirit and then you things become released to you okay my wife and I took so much flack for saying that the, the jab is a bioweapon. I'm not going to go into that. You and I have talked about it before. It's starting to be revealed now. Predictive programming is something that the enemy uses to control the narrative, because if we don't say anything about it, then they go ahead and do it. Before I get into a couple of real quick things here, I want to tell you about a book that changed my mind that I got years ago called The Final Report. You may have heard of it. It's on the bombing of the Alfred C. Murrah bullet. Um, my dad served in the military. He was a bugle player and in the band when they moved him out of, from special forces to special services because he was colorblind and they had him as an electrician. So, so the greens and grays didn't work out real good for him, and he had some amazing stories. Here's the deal. Knowing a movie that came out, I'm sure you've heard of it, predicted the oil rig by having it in the program and then a year later Deepwater Horizon happened. Okay? A show called The Lone Gunman six months before predicted a plane going into 9-11. Okay? Um, the, the predictive programming in climate change has been being spun from uh, ice ages just around the bend, folks, to... Uh, global warming to climate change. Tom's spot on, but I'm going to go a step further. They are miserable, manipulative, tyrannical liars, and people have got to step up, man. People should be showing up at, at every council meeting. We're not. We can't. We just don't have the capability at this point. But every council meeting, but as soon as we can, we're going to in count and, and stop this this in-rushing power of the Democratic Party who are sold out to, to darker forces. I mean, there are Luciferians, and they're not good. Fred, this book, if you can get your hands on it, uh, uh, get it. If you can't, well, I'll make an arrangement to loan it to you. And Kenny, you can okay. have it for a while. It's over 500 pages. It spells a lot of things out. There's a lot of, a lot of very professional people in this book who tell a story that you've never heard. And so that's well, that. we have to uh, we have to grab our CBS news break here. Uh, we're going to do that, or I should say, our first uh, break. We're running behind, uh, but thank you very much, Digital. We appreciate your calls as always. Uh, we'll be right back after this quick break, folks. ADAL time is 1227, 18 degrees in Duluth, feels like 3 with a southwest wind at 15 miles an hour, but we've got this abundance of sunshine. And Brad, the National Weather Service is saying that a winter storm is likely middle of next week. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So get to Super 1 over the too. weekend. Don't rush right now. 
But get to Super One over the weekend. Uh, don't go about it in a get frantic provisions. way. Yes, yep. your old Dutch chips, your top the tater, your soups, and then whatever else yes. you need. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, you need some cheese for grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, and, yeah. And you're right. Soup. Yes. Chicken noodle soup. You need all that stuff. Yeah. Remember, Brad, when the West End was home to not one, but two major bakeries that made bread? Yes. Of course you do. Tasty and Zinsmaster. Yes. Tasty. I used to walk by it almost every day, and the smell was just incredible. Ooh, I grew up on 20th and 5th in West End, and the aroma from those bakeries was awesome. One of the products, and my late stepfather, Jerry Linder, worked there as a delivery man. You knew Jerry. Sure. Yeah, you might have seen him at the Moose from time to time. I'm not sure. (laughs) But uh, Jerry was a, a... delivery driver for Tasty Bread for many, many years. He was a teamster, a proud teamster. Oh, yeah. And we were talking one day, and I loved their raisin bread. And you can't get raisin bread no more like theirs. But they also made a brand of bread called Swedish Wheat. I don't don't remember that one, Kenny. That was a very unique uh, bread that they made, Swedish Wheat. And uh, I remember it in the households of my grandmas. And Oh, yeah. Well, you and I didn't live that far away from each other because I lived right up behind uh, Ian Dubs on Exeter Street. Yeah. So that's why I used to walk down there every day and walk right by the place and just smell that bread being baked every day. Well, I mean, that was yeah. the greatest advertisement they could have had. Yeah, just the aroma of the bread uh, through the neighborhood. Yep. Now, when the wind was blowing from the east, it would blow your direction, so it would have to blow from the, oh, basically the southwest or south to get to me. But, oh, boy, I smelled that bread bacon often. And uh, last night, my wife and I were in the West End. We checked out uh, the Cannel Lounge. I don't know why I'm chuckling when I talk to you about this stuff. Ben Paddle has a new At Canna Ben Paddle, lounge. yeah, I saw it. I, I saw the, uh, they had a story on it in the newspaper. Did you? Yeah. yeah, we walked yes. in, and it was kind of cool in there. It, with nice people, too. They have a great staff out there. And uh, I enjoyed myself. Had a good time. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I really do miss those bakeries, though, Kenny. And, yeah, and, yeah. And I don't think you. I don't think you get the same. I know that we have a good bread company that's that that is in the West End, that's uh, backed by Lincoln uh, by Lincoln Creek there or Lincoln Park Creek. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think you get the same smell out of there, do you? <laughs> well, <laughs> what did I hear in the background? As my wife giggling, she's saying, yep, no, you don't get the same smell out of there. No, I mean the operation for the Duluth. Well, Kenny and I were just talking about the fact that we both lived close to where Tasty Bread used to be in the oh, West End. Remember, and Zins Master. By there? Oh, and Zins Master. Too. Yes, sir. And you could, yeah. Now, I don't know if well, Corey from the range or ever, anybody in the Iron Range remembers that. Could you smell the bread from Duluth making its way to the range, Corey, or... Well, we had our own place up here called the Italian Bakery. I love the oh, Italian Bakery. Oh, yes, yeah, so did I, Kenny. I, I knew it, it well in Virginia, right? Right, Corey? Yep, yep, and it's still going, so it's that's where we would get our smell from, from Fresh, fresh Bakery. It's still going, the Italian Bakery? Yes. Wow. Man, they used to make some some dessert type things, you know, some rolls and cake things, and it would just oh. Every time I had to make calls up on a range for sales things, I would stop into the the Italian bakery in Virginia. Oh, that was yeah, good nice. stuff. 
they made some good stuff. As a matter of fact, I thought they made some pizza as well. Yeah, they did. Yep. That's our little historical landmark up here on the, on the Iron Range. All right. All right. So uh, anything else on your mind today there on a well, Friday? I'm going to dovetail a little bit on what Digital Dave had to say. These people okay. are evil and these people are sick. So there was a movie that came out in 2022, and I think it was also from a book, but the movie with Adam Driver in there called White Noise. Brad, this movie consisted of a toxic train spill uh, derailment in a town in Ohio named East Palestine. Where did we just have a train derailment that there's a huge environmental disaster going on? Just about exactly where you're talking about there. In, exactly. in Ohio. <laughs> yes. yes, East Palestine. So it is Hollywood is perpetuating what is happening in their movies, books, plays, whatever you want to call it. Another one that just came to light was the head of J.P. Morgan Chase sitting on Epstein Island, emailing Epstein over 1,200 emails about, and they use the title, Snow White. These people are sick. This is human trafficking. Well, so, so many of them, uh, and I don't know if you would agree with this, uh, Corey, but so many of them have taken this on as their religion. Environmentalism has become their religion. Brad, it goes beyond environmentalism. I, I could go yeah. further, but it's, these people are absolutely sick and will stop at nothing to keep the cover up because the more that this stuff can be in the media— we just had Jim Jordan subpoena all of the heads of Google, Facebook, and so forth. The 25-year head, I want to say it was of Facebook, but that's not 100%. I can't think of that 100%. Just stepped it down when the subpoenas were coming down. Wow. There's a lot happening, again, that is not being talked about because of all the distractions that are happening in the news. There are yeah. more train, well, derailments that are I, uh, going on. Another one in Michigan. Yep. I, th- I think you uh, had said earlier in the week that it's very possible that some of these shoot-downs could just be a distraction to take us off of looking at other things, and you might be right. You you might have absolutely been right. <laughs> Brad, with 100% certainty, and I hate to say it, but I, it, I am correct on this because it's exactly what has been going on you look at what the media has done since the Vietnam War, I'll give it the example. They were told what to put out and what not to put out. So it was controlled oh, yeah. on the narrative of what was talked about. That was the, that's the first example. It went on yep. before them. <laughs> These people do not want to relinquish their power. Thus, that's why you are seeing there was a big plastics factory in Florida that went up in flames. Look at the amount of uh, chicken factories, is what I call it. But, uh, oh, God, yes, all, co- all over the place. And now it's confirmed. Well, listen. Yep. One last Corey, thing. I got to run because I'm up against CBS here, but you're right on, and let's keep talking about it when we come back after our CBS break. We'll be back. Your Twin Ports home for UMD Bulldog Hockey. Shot score! UMD! KDAL. KDAL time is 1241. There it is, 18 degrees in Duluth. And yeah, Bruce Siski with the call this weekend, UMD Bulldog Hockey. Uh, what do we have tonight, Brad? Uh, we have Friday night tonight. Let me grab that there. There it is. Uh, Friday night, uh, 7.30 is the pregame. And then tomorrow, 6.30 pregame, Bruce Siski and Denver to call the UMD Bulldogs. 
And uh, Bulldogs have a tough opponent. They need uh, they need to get two victories this weekend. Certainly do. And uh, Denver's tough to get them from, too, because that's that's always a tough place to play. I bet you Bruce loves going out there for those games. Pretty pretty tough crowd out there, too, I think. Well, listen, we've got our friend uh, Justin from AirServe. Uh, Justin, you know, we were just talking about the fact that sometimes uh, it seems like they try to force technology down our throat before they're ready for it. Uh, um, and the same is, uh, is, is about uh, heating and cooking devices. You know, we've all seen uh, recently that they're talking about trying to get rid of gas stoves. People love gas stoves. They love to cook on them. The, the commercial restaurant industry lives on gas stoves, and I don't know how they're going to do that. Have you had any feelings in your industry that there might be some thoughts about trying to change uh, parts of uh, heating and air conditioning? Well, absolutely. And actually, I have a all-day presentation classes to go to being sponsored by Minnesota Power down at the deck. So uh, Mike Lundquist, uh, my master boiler technician, and I are going to be going to school all day on Tuesday to learn about some of these very things that you're talking about. Okay. All right. So I'll tell you what, you know, the, the gas appliances that we put into people's homes, Brad, whether it's running off of natural gas or propane, they are incredibly safe. They are incredibly efficient. They have tons of safety mechanisms that are built into them. If the gas pressure is too high or too low, it won't run. If the system cannot draw in fresh air or expel its own exhaust, it's designed to shut off as well, too. I mean, these appliances are very, very efficient, very, very safe. Nobody should have any apprehension about having something like that in their home. They're not hurting the environment by operating a system like that. In fact, they're very very clean burning and, and actually very good for the outdoors. Well, and, and, and Justin, that's because you've had years and years and years to develop and tweak the technology to make it even better as time has gone on. Absolutely. And I still run into customers that have fuel oil in their home, and that's certainly fine if they want to continue on with that fuel source. But I'm always probably going to take the opportunity to try to talk them out of it just for efficiency purposes. You know, we can't burn diesel quite as clean as we can in a heating appliance. It's a higher cost of fuel and obviously more emissions and different things like that. So if I can talk to somebody about something that's going to be good for their pocketbook and good for the environment at the same time, that's always the approach we're going to have. So uh, have you had any unique stories this week? Anything that uh, really stands out as uh, being a unique call? Well, nothing so much on the unique calls, but I since it's a feel-good Friday, I did want to share something with you and your listeners that I thought would make you feel good. You know, I went to Grandma June Lynn's 90th birthday party the other day. Yes. And uh, yes. she sent me a little uh, note here today. It just absolutely made my day. She said it was so very nice to... For you to stop in to see me on my surprise 90th birthday party, you're a busy person with air serve and basketball refereeing, so it was very good of you to find a spot in your day to come and see me at my party. Thanks so much, June. That's and very fantastic. beautiful handwriting for somebody who's 90. Do you know, that's kind of gone, hasn't it? I mean, you don't see many people using cursive anymore. I mean, we uh, learned it in school. You probably yeah. learned it in school, but yeah, that's you very don't true. see much. I encounter people from time to time that cannot read or write in cursive. That is very true. Everything's on a machine these days, Brad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know that that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I would probably not. agree with you on that. So, But we would love to go to the homes of your listeners and talk some more about energy efficiency savings. You know, obviously, there's some pretty lucrative federal tax credits that people will qualify for. I heard another uh, uh, talk today about a rebate coming down from the state of Minnesota in addition to a potential utility company rebate. And so if somebody's been thinking about doing something in the home, there's no other opportunity that you're going to have for 30 to 40 percent of your project costs to come in from another source other than your pocketbook. And so 2023 can be the year. 
Wow, outstanding, outstanding. Well, so here's the thing, Northlanders. If you're listening and you've probably heard us talk to Justin before, uh, you want to get together with him. You want to have him answer whatever questions you might have about a system change for your home. Uh, I'm going to let Justin explain to you how you can get a hold of AirServe and how you can get Justin to come out to your home and uh, give you a little tutorial on the kinds of things that they can make your home more efficient with. Well, the best co-workers in the world can be reached at 218-879-SERV, S-E-R-V, and our website is airserve.com, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Have a wonderful weekend, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again very soon. Well, Kenny, a couple of things. Uh, this uh, this story about uh, Ford, of course, they're not, that's not going to hold up production. Uh, they they are uh, stopping, uh, you know, shipping the current units. The automaker said in a statement Wednesday night that it had no reason to believe that electric pickups already in use by customers are affected by uh, by the battery issue. But you you got to think if it happens once, it could happen again. Uh, production at Ford's Rogue, uh, and that's what they call it, Rogue R O U G E Rogue Electric Vehicle Center in Dearborn, Michigan has been stopped until at least the end of next week. The automaker said in a statement Wednesday night it has no reason to believe that it affects other vehicles, but by the end of next week, we expect to concede or conclude our investigation and apply what we learned to the truck's battery production process. A Ford spokesman, Emma Berg, said in a statement this could be a few weeks. Uh, in other words, it may take a little bit longer. The fire happened at an outdoor lot nearby in Dearborn where vehicles are held for quality checks. The truck with the battery problem and two nearby vehicles were damaged by the fire, Berg said. No injuries were reported. See, that's the problem that they're finding with these batteries. They're, the batteries are so big now and so... Uh, uh, so much involved in the in the uh, size and working ability of the truck that when you get a, a, a battery fire, it can consume the entire vehicle and anything close to it. Now, we've also seen just within the last week to 10 days, Elon Musk's uh, Tesla plant uh, that they've uh, recalled a number of units because of battery fire conditions there as well. The company believes uh, Ford, this is Ford now, the company believes it has identified the root cause of the battery problem, including the likely population of trucks affected by it. We monitor vehicle data to help ensure our vehicles are performing at expected field. Batteries for trucks are supplied by SK Innovation, a South Korean supplier with a factory in Georgia. Now, see, that bothers me. Why can't we have the batteries for American trucks be manufactured by a battery uh, company in America? Why does it have to be a South Korean supplier? Uh, because there they uh, they do uh, things that uh, maybe we wouldn't be allowed to do in this country. The production halt comes at an important time for Ford, which has struggled with quality issues, recalls, and high warranty costs for several of the problems, uh, also stop production of a popular product. Berg said the company is still working through a backlog of nearly 200,000 reservations for the F-150 Lightning 
since it stopped taking them in December of 2021. Reservations holders put down a $100 deposit, which Ford has converting to orders. Last year, Ford sold more than 15,000 of the trucks in its first full year of production. There have been previous problems with the lithium-ion batteries used in most electric vehicles. Fires in the batteries can burn very hot and make thousands of gallons of water to extinguish them, which has caused difficulties for firefighters, firefighting uh, units attempting to put our battery fires in several Teslas have crashes. Uh, General Motors, Hyundai, BMW, and others have issued recalls of batteries as well. So that's what I'm referring to is that sometimes we get so all-consumed that we have to create a certain type of uh, product that we forget about doing the research and technology and uh, to make sure that it's done right before we put them out on the market. Anyway, folks, we got to go to our Minnesota news break. Uh, we'll come back shortly here on the afternoon edition of Sound Off 610 KDAL. KDAL time is 12.56, 21 in Superior, southwest wind at 20 miles an hour in Souptone. So we have a 6 above on the wind chill. And, Brad, real quickly, we're going to have snow come in here late Sunday night. Uh, Monday is Washington's birthday, and that's going to be the first round. A little clipper is going to bring some light snow, but middle of the week, next week, Stay tuned. There's a pretty good chance we're going to get significant snow. If it would have been snow in this last rain event that we had uh, just a couple of days ago, we would have had 15 inches of snow. Yeah, easily. Yeah, you're right. And honestly, I wish uh, it would have been snow instead of rain. (laughs) I'm sure you do. Say, uh, so Monday is President's uh, holiday? President's Day? Uh, Is it President's Day? Monday? Uh, Yeah, it is actually. Monday is President's Day. Yeah. So uh, do we have that day off or anything? Is that part yes. of our uh, Yeah, package? you don't have to be here. I'm, I'm not going to oh, be good. here. Bryce will be here, but you and I don't have to be here. <laughs> no, I have a feeling we're going to be here. <laughs> well, you know, the other day we talked about the fact that uh, Pete Buttigieg is, has been absent without leave in this uh, Palestine, East Palestine train derailment. Well, I found out why, Kenny. He doesn't feel any responsibility for it. You know who he's blaming it on? You'll never guess. Yeah, you will. You're pretty good at this. He's blaming it on Donald Trump, on the Trump administration. Oh, well, he needs to blame Bush. God, the <laughs> no, program. No, 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 no. You know, it's terrible because I saw a, a clip where he said, well, uh, well, you know, this is, is he, as bad as this is, uh, you know, we do have a thousand train derailments a year around the United States. Yeah. Come on, Pete. Don't be that stupid. We've never, no. we don't have a, at this level of danger and severity, no. Pete, you dummy. No, you might have a thousand where one uh, rail goes off or something, but you don't have this kind of severity. Isn't he an arrogant, condescending? He certainly is. And he's way more concerned. He's way more concerned about wokeism and doing all, you know, making sure that you have the right pronouns in your name and all that kind of stuff. But but he's serious about Donald Trump. He claims that somehow the Trump administration back in 2018 uh, passed a law in Congress about uh, train breaking or something, uh, and that uh, this was caused uh, the, this fire and in was caused by breaking uh, 
faulty braking systems or something. Uh, it's 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 really a little strange what's going on. Anyway, we got another hour to come, folks. So please continue to join us soon on Sound Off six ten KDAL.